Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode and I have the very lovely Chloe Thompson with me. Hi Chloe. Hi Alpha, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm very excited about today because anybody who's followed any of my, my things, I, I weave gardening and I, I kind of, I have posted pictures, admittedly not that much recently. Um, and I, I really, really love home gardening and horticulture. And this is something that you are a specialist in. So I was really looking forward to this interview. Oh, um, I love it. So I'll just, I'll okay. give you a little bit of. Yeah, absolutely. Love, love, love plants. And I think a lot more people have gotten into to home gardening since the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, it's probably a bit of a growing, growing trend. Uh, now your, your background, you've, you, you haven't just dabbled in, in this. You've, you've done formal study. You've worked in a number of different organizations in different ways, you know, from strawberries to, to water and bunnings <laughs> and all of this. So um, how, give, our, give our listeners a little bit of, bit of your background, please. Sure, sure. So, yes, I am a horticulturalist. I graduated high school and decided that I wanted a job where I didn't have to work in an office 24-7 and I got a chance to do some fun stuff outdoors. So I actually ended up doing an agricultural science degree and after that then I went on to do a grad dip in horticulture. Um, And my roles have been huge and varied and I tend to refer to myself as the horticulturalist of many hats. But essentially all of my roles have that theme of communications and marketing. Um, There was a little bit of sales in there as well. And I really became passionate about educating people about horticulture and plants. And so now I I work in that world. I work in the media world, the horticultural media. I do horticultural copywriting, video production, presenting. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Cause it's, to be honest, it was quite an unusual background when I, when I had a read of it. Cause I thought, oh, this is, you know, normally you kind of see people that jump around in different areas, but you've, you've stayed pretty consistent, which is, which is, and it's, it's wonderful to see that you can make a living with plants and exactly. horticulture, which <laughs> yeah, is brilliant. Definitely. Yeah. And so, look, to, to be honest, it's actually a, one of the careers in the world that's really started to explode, particularly over lockdown because, people have discovered a passion for it so it's great yeah because I mean I'm, I'm one of these people where I if I'm going to put the effort into it I want to get something out of it so pretty much everything in my garden is edible my yeah. um, my daughter who's now seven said to me oh this was a couple of months back she says mama can we plant some flowers like, <laughs> yeah. can you eat them and I'm like oh let me see so that set me down a path of edible flowers so we now yeah. have like marigolds and nasturtiums <laughs> stuff in the Beautiful. garden which you know I have a companion planting aspect to it as well so it's it's purposeful exactly. um, so how do you how do you help um individuals like myself and other people with um with their gardens so in the at the end of 2021 I actually created my own online gardening course called Sprout School mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's a six-week online gardening course aimed at gardeners who are perhaps a little bit lost or who are a little bit confused. Don't necessarily have to be new gardeners, but often just people who feel like they're they're lacking a lot of information and they're sort of fumbling around in their gardening journey. Um, and I've taught over 50 students so far, um, and that's only out of two or three rounds of Sprout School. So I've had a ball doing it, and I I love hearing from my past students and seeing what they've created in their garden spaces and and how amazing their plants are now that they know how to look after them and care for them and things like that. Yeah, and I think that's 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 really that's very important. I like I'm I'm waiting for I'm I'm interested in sprout school myself, mm-hmm. uh, and it's one of those things too because you definitely don't get into home gardening to save money really because quite often I mean you probably can if you're doing it right the first time but I don't know how many plants I've ended I ended up going to see like um, growing from seed because yep. it was just a lot more cost effective if stuff didn't work out than buying yeah. um, seedlings. Yeah, absolutely. And I often tell people if they want to get into gardening, the first thing that they should probably try is to grow their own herbs. Because you think about how many times people go to the supermarket and they spend that three or four dollars on that miserable, Mm -hmm. genetic, wilted herb that you buy from the supermarket. (laughs) Well, you can buy like a whole punnet of herbs for that and plant it in your garden that'll keep going for a very, very long time. Yes, Um, what? I can't even remember the last time I planted basil because it just keeps spreading. We even found yeah. it through a crack in the tiles outside. Oh. There was this little basil plant growing. And my daughter's like, Mama, Mama, it's basil. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And it didn't last overly long because it didn't really have anywhere to grow. Um, yeah. But it, 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 I, got some, I got some leaves out of it. And, I was, and even um, parsley, it just seems to, like, spread (laughs) yep yeah exactly herbs are such a worthwhile thing to grow because you do you end up saving a lot of money it's that one-time purchase and then it's the gift that keeps on giving yeah and it's also a really good way like I was saying before we hit record when I was a kid my my parents had a veggie garden but it was my dad who tended it and he didn't get me involved really at all so I didn't kind of learn anything about it yeah. Um, whereas now my daughter gets involved. She helps me plant. She knows what they're all of the different herbs and things are called. She loves basil. Um, you know, she I make it when I make basil, when I make her tomato soup, we go out and she picks the basil that I put in it. Um, yeah. and it just helps her connect more rather than you know, when you say to a child, Oh, where does a potato come from? They're like the supermarket. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So when when you're on, on as a as a personal because we're obviously still talking a little bit about about the money side of things, mm-hmm. does that come into? So I guess there's two two aspects to this question. One is like your journey, yeah, um, and how how it's kind of how money's kind of I suppose reared its head, especially going down a path that probably wasn't hugely kind of traditional in in some in some aspects. Yeah, um, how has that played out for you? And then also mm-hmm. how does it play out for your clients? So I'll ask you the one about you first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, when I finished uni, I went and worked for, um, as you said before, Strawberries, the Victorian Strawberry Growers Association. Um, And and then after them, I also worked for a number of large horticultural businesses that made like organic fertilisers and organic garden products. Um, And I was actually made redundant from one of those companies when I was 36 weeks pregnant with my first son, who is... I know, who's just turned 10 years old. So I have been technically self-employed as a freelance horticulturalist for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big drastic change for me going from being fully employed with the potential of having 
maternity leave. Yeah. And yeah, to then unemployed, no maternity leave. And that prospect of, well, what do I do now that I've got a newborn? Do I go and look for full time work? So it was a really big upheaval time in my life. Um, yeah. And having a baby is pretty dramatic anyway, especially if you're just. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Look, it was all pretty dramatic. Um, it, it came as quite a shock at the time as well. I mean, I was thankful that at the time my husband um, was fully employed, although self-employed as well, but he mm-hmm. was full-time employed. Um, and I just had a number of things sort of just, you know, drip to me um, while I, my baby was growing up. I got contacted again by the, the Strawberry Growers Association and said, oh, hey, we're running a uh, a national, an international rather, an international berry conference. Do you reckon you could coordinate the conference? It'd probably only be for a, you know a, a six month period. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. You know, one day, one day a week for six months, I can do that. Um, and so I sort of picked up random bits and pieces of work. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, the great thing about the horticulture industry is it's quite small. Mm. Um, and so the parts of it that I was particularly interested in, the talking, the presenting, the educating, the writing, um, Mm -hmm. they're not something that every horticulturalist can do. So Mm -hmm. it meant that if someone wanted my set of skills, there was possibly only, you know, a small little pool of us to choose from. So I did find people knocking on my door, which was really nice rather than me having to go out and knock on the door. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you find making the transition from being a PAYG employee to um, sort of a self-employed, either sole trader or um, company, business person? Yeah, yeah, sole trader. Look, it was a huge learning curve. I'd never used accounting software in my life before. Um, I had been doing my husband's accounting software. So, you know, I, I suppose I had been doing that for a couple of years, but having to manage it all for both of us, um, trying to get my head around pricing. Um, mm. it, it, you know, it, to begin with, it's very hard. I was underquoting, I was underestimating my worth, um, mm. getting to grips with things like, you know, uh, once I was able to register for GST and remembering to have GST in a separate account. And <laughs> yeah, it was a, woo, it was a big learning curve, let's say that. And paying yourself super because that's that's something that often gets forgotten. You know, you're yes. like, oh, I have this money, and like, and I got it. You keep aside for GST, which in itself is great because um, yep. a lot of people don't do that. They get caught up at the end of the quarter and go, oh my god, uh, GST. Um, but yes. yeah, superannuation. So, have you been? You know, did you make allowances for that as well? I can't take my, you know, tax accountant ha- can't take it off. I know. <laughs> well, when when we're okay at it, but we're not the best. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> we both we both comment that we um yes we should pull our socks up a little bit better and have some sort of a regular drip into an account rather than just lump sums. Well, you can yeah as long as you're consistent with the lump sums, that's all right too. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's one of the things I, I pretty much one of the first things I harp on about is like let's get super sorted. <laughs> yes, and then we can move on to the other things. <laughs> And do you find the like the, the mindset side of it as you've grown and developed? Because it's been 10 years and now you've got um, clients of your own in your own program. How have you found, have you had to do, like, have you taken courses? What have you, what have you done to help yourself with the, the mindset side? Yeah, look, for me, it's been a big thing spending money on myself. 
to benefit the business. I've always been very much a DIYer, not just in the gardening world, but also in the, okay, well, I'm going to learn how to do that. Um, I remember, you know, like with this international conference, I remember building the website. I guess I used one of those platforms to do it, but I still, I taught myself how to do it. Um, So I've definitely been a DIYer, but it's probably been, I would say at least in the last 12 to 24 months that I've really gone, no, 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 I'm worth investing in. I'm going to spend some time and some money on educating myself. Um, And most recently, my biggest leap has been to join Tina Towers, um, her empire builder, where your lovely self is as well. Yes, yeah, and I I find it's it's when you're ready to kind of, it's almost like your mindset up levels first and then everything else kind of comes after that. Yeah. Um, sometimes the gap difference is a little bit slow, but, you know, we, you, you have that and you have your goals that go with it. So, yeah, no, that was really exciting when I saw you in there. I was like, oh, my goodness, sir, I can't wait to see what Sprout's goal is. <laughs> Love and it. I think I reached out to him straight away. I was like, could you be on my podcast? I yeah, I think like you were the those, first. Yeah. I, really, I felt like one of those kids in the playground. Will you be my friend? And um, because it's really exciting, the journey that that you've been on. And Mm. have you found, did you have like this as a goal to start with or has it kind of grown and evolved over the years? It's probably really grown and evolved over the years. If anything, I think my confidence to set myself goals in terms of, no, I'm not doing that for that amount of money or I want to make this much money this year from my course. Um, Mm. I think that's really grown in me as a person. Um, I love having that confidence now. And I never used to having that confidence to say, no, 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 sorry, I I won't do that for that amount of money. Or if you want me to do this, I charge this. Mm. Um, And I think that's a big step. was particularly for me. I don't know if it's a big step for all freelancers, but for me, it's been a big step. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. And and I, there's sort of two parts of that. I think that the incremental. So I think when a lot of people look and, and there's a lot of comparisons that go on these days, especially with social media, we're able to compare a lot more than we mm. have done in the pre in previous years, yeah. um, which may also explain why there's a lot, you know, there's a lot less happy people around because we're all comparing ourselves to <laughs> something when what we see online is generally just a very small slither of someone's journey and and that that incremental step that happens. And then after a while, I think there's a bit of a tipping point. Um, and age and maturity, I think, come with that as well. Yes. But having the confidence in yourself to even make goals, like a lot of people I think feel stuck and they don't even realise that they have the ability to or the power to yeah. make something and it's not even just it like the, the word goal I have to admit I don't really like it so like oh my god that just sounds like this thing that I'm going to get in trouble for if I don't do yes. um, rather than you know whether it's aspirations or having a vision or whatever language I mean ultimately it's probably really the same thing it's just the you know the meaning we apply to the word mm. but um so having those um is great. Like you, you, you get to that point. So in terms of that, the, the next level, it's a, a concept that's come up a number of times with, with me lately with clients has been the concept of financial freedom. Yes. Um, what, what does that concept mean to you? Um, that's an interesting question, actually. I suppose financial freedom for me um, is a regular monthly income mm-hmm. um, as a freelancer, well, particularly 
both myself and my husband being freelancers, we we know too well about the ups and downs of invoices coming in and out. Mm. So for me, having a regular source of income that comes in, that I know comes in at certain times, um, mm. is a big part of freedom for me. Yeah. Uh, and I also have realised that financial freedom for me is saying more, more yes, that's not even proper English, saying yes more to the things that I really, really want to do and yeah. putting my foot down and going, no, no, I am not promoting product XYZ because I don't believe in it. I think yeah. it's rubbish. No, that's not below my standards, not doing it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's probably a combination of, of the two. Yeah, no, that's, and it's a, it's a good thing to even think about too because the, it's a different answer for everybody. And there, mm. there's the, so consequently there's no right or wrong answer. And ultimately when you, because I think um, I was also having a conversation just with a friend the other day who has her own business and she'd reached a certain level of success and she hadn't even realised it because yeah. she's like, oh, I'm just constantly in the, the striving, striving, striving. And then mm. I've gone, oh, I actually have achieved most of what I wanted to achieve, but now yeah. my goals are bigger. Yeah. So my, my, my previous ceiling is now my floor yes. and to work from. So being able to um, kind of realise, and the concept of financial freedom will change and evolve, I think, as you grow and develop as well. Yeah. Um, and this is where also the concept I weave into everything is values. Yeah. So understanding what you value and yep. how they impact the decision. So, for instance, the decisions that you've made to not promote certain products that you don't feel are aligned with your your integrity, for example, um, is, is an example of that. Yes. Yeah. So when, when you're dealing with your clients, what, what sorts of issues? So we, we don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be about money. Um, what <laughs> sorts of issues kind of drive your, um, your, your, your students, I guess, to come to you? So I suppose I have a mix of clients. Um, I've got clients that come to me to write for them. So I might be writing horticultural blogs for their websites, you know, how to grow lettuce, how to grow snapdragon, how to grow maiden hair fern. Other clients come to me looking for co content creation, so be that um, social media, YouTube, that type of content. Um, and often it's they come to me because... They need a horticulturalist. They need someone who can write the script, who can film the content and who then can edit the content and deliver it back to them. Mm -hmm. And one of my clients said to me, they love the fact that one person does all five of those steps. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, she said, before we found you, she said we'd have to go to an agency. Then the agency would hire an actor. Then we would get a horticulturalist to consult for the script. And she said it was just like this three-ring circus. Um, so she said, well, you know, now I can come to one person and it all gets done. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then the people who who do Sprout School, what sorts mm -hmm. of um, what sorts of issues, I suppose, do they have that, that motivates them to join? Well, it's actually been really amazing how varied the students have been. Um, all different ages. I've had from 20s up to early 60s. Mm -hmm. I've had people who, you know, say things like, well, I learned to garden by following mum or dad around the garden. And then I've had other people say, I've like, I think, like you said, when you're in your early 20s before we started recording, you killed a cactus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's been really, really varied in who's joined, but generally they've joined because they're like, I want to be a better gardener. I want to be a more confident gardener. 
Um, and they've taken that step and that leap of faith and said to themselves, you know, I'm setting myself this, this challenge, this goal. I've got this for me. Yeah, and that's it. And it's it's amazing to actually watch. I mean, it, when, as a mum, it's amazing to watch your children grow. And you know, mm. there's a certain element of creation, but there's such a satisfaction in the garden as well. Like oh. even just sitting sitting down to dinner and going, this whole salad here has come from yep. the garden. I just exactly. love. And I love being able to say that. Yeah, uh, I know. And my husband smiles at me every time. He's like, "You say that every time." I'm like, "I know, but I'm so proud of it." <laughs> Yes, and you should be. Well done. <laughs> so just on a, a different aside, if there were like three basic gardening tips, like if it's possible to disseminate just like three top ones, mm-hmm. um, what, would they, what would they be? Number one would be to understand the light available or the available light of your yeah. garden or the particular place that you want to garden in. So mm-hmm. often people say to me, oh, Chloe, Chloe, I've, I've just moved into my new house and I've got this beautiful backyard and I, I'm going to plant, I'm going to plant this. Where should, you know, should I plant it? Should I plant it? And I'm like, well, what, what's the orientation of the backyard? What's the light like? Does it get full sun? Does it get morning sun, get afternoon sun? Yeah. So 100% learning the light and the light's movement around your garden so that you can go to the nursery and go, oh, look, there's a plant for full sun. Yep, that'll yeah. probably work in my backyard. Um, three things. Another one would be to understand that plants actually have a will to live. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm um, about that, but, yeah, you're right. So many people say, oh, no, I've killed, I've killed one plant or I've killed a bunch of plants. I give up. I'm never trying that again. Uh, yeah. So very much if you don't first succeed, try and try again. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's not the plant's willful decision to <laughs> not grow. Um, and generally, if you don't succeed, there's reasons why. And that's where, you know, something like Sprout School or even just your local nursery, you'd be amazed how lovely and friendly horticultural people are. Go down and have a chat to them. Um, and if you can tell them, you know, my backyard's full sun and it's got, you know, pretty crappy clay soil, but I'm planting it in a raised bed, what should I plant? You'd be amazed how helpful they can possibly be. Yeah. Um, and my third tip would be probably about watering. Um, I think watering is something that a lot of people either underdo or overdo. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, I see a lot of cases where people kill things with too much love and then mm-hmm. neglect things and they wilt and dither, you know dry and go crispy that way. So I often yeah. find that watering is one of two extremes. Yes, and I think that's how I killed the cactus with open oh, water. Yeah, killed it with love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're about to put an irrigation system in, so I'm going to have to see how this goes because normally when I water the garden by hand, I can kind of like you know feel the soil and I look at the plants, whereas yep. I'm going to have to try and get a balance here. We've got one of those, we're getting one of those ones that have isolation valves. Oh, so perfect. I can turn some off if I feel like it's too much. Yep. Um, but, yes, but they're, no, they're brilliant tips. Thank you. Yeah, because some um, yeah, it's yeah it's one of those things that you kind of again like I said before you don't know what you don't know yes it's it's good to have an expert even even if it's stuff that you think god that sounds so logical but when 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 you say it you're like yeah now I really now this has to become front of mind (laughs) yes yeah it does yeah it really does yeah so how how do people find you like where where can they go to to find you follow you find out more about Sprout School and what other things you offer yeah, totally. I'd love that. So they can find me at Been There Dug That on Instagram. And that, of course, is Bean like the one that you eat. 
Um, and I also have a website with the same name, so beentheredugthat.com. And that's um, Doug as in D-U-G as well. D-U-G and there as in over there. I didn't, yeah. it's, it looks really good when it's written down, but it's when I have to verbalise it on a podcast. I think this is actually quite complicated. But it makes total sense. When I saw it, I was like, being there, Doug, that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, when it's written down, it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for anyone listening and driving. So I'll, love put, that. I'll put all this detail in there. Sorry, so, Yeah, people, I'd love it if you follow me over on Instagram. I share lots of free gardening tips and advice as well as just me being very silly on a number of reels. Um, if you check out my website, you can subscribe to my free weekly news e-newsletter. And each week I just spit out a couple of little um, handy hints and tips. I had one person reply to me the other day. I love it how at the beginning of each season you give us like four or five must-dos for this particular season or particular month. And I was yeah. just like, right, I'm going to keep that doing that because it is. It's nice when someone just says, this month, do these things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love that too. I, yeah, because, again, seasons are every, like at the moment, like like I said, my, we've got this big new garden bed. I'm like, come on, hurry up, get, get the thing, like the irrigation system done because I'm running out of time to plant. I'm missing the boat for spring planting. <laughs> so, yeah, I would love that too. Seasons and months, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, lots of good stuff to be had. Um, and I do pop up from time to time at nurseries, Bunnings Garden Centres, the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show doing talks and things like that. So um, people might see me out and about there as well. Great. And so how do how do people join um, Sprout School? Is it um, open all the time or is it just open every now and then? Yeah, so I, um, I open the doors. I, I'm... I've not really done it over a full year, January to December yet, but um, I'm thinking three times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually doors open the first week of October. So if anyone's listening between now and the first week of October, highly recommend you jump on to my website, join the wait list. Um, you'll get uh, an early bird special bonus if you join the wait list and mm-hmm. then you join Sprout School. But otherwise, just jump onto my website. Make sure if you're listening after the first week of October, um, then you can always, you know, be kept up to date via the newsletter uh, and then you'll know when it's next open again. But I'd say it would be open again in February next year, 2023, February. Lovely, in time to understand what to plant for autumn. Exactly, yeah. Spring and autumn, they're just like brilliant months for, but brilliant seasons for gardening rather. Yes, yeah. I have. I'm, I'm a, I love winter. So I know everyone's getting excited about summer, but I'm like, oh, here comes the humidity. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's, there's other things about it, yes. But I, I, I do like winter. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. That was that was lots. That was very insightful. Lots of you've done some amazing things. I'm, um, you know, for, even just in the ten years that you've been a freelancer, like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy when I sort of when I put it all down and when I put it on that one sheet that you read um, before the podcast, yeah, I sort of have to pinch myself a little bit. So, Yeah. Now it's good to take stock. It's an, that's an important thing because then you realise how far you've actually come. True. And then you go, wow, yeah, and that kind of helps build the confidence to continue the momentum where your, your ceiling becomes your new floor sort of yes. thing again. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. All right, well, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it there. And, um, yeah, anybody wants to find... Chloe, I'll put all the details in the show notes and um, follow her. I'm, I'm going to be doing that myself because I'm very excited about Sprout School. <laughs> Love it, Alpha. Thanks. Thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your day, all listeners. <laughs> Bye. Bye.